Today we are talking to Jennifer Sudo. She is currently partnered with Evaluate Market and she has her own podcast with NFT Catcher. And this interview was just amazing and fun. And the stories that she has are really unique and I've never heard them anywhere else. So let's just jump right into it and get started. All right, so I'm very, very excited to have my guest today. She's one of the premier faces in the Top Shot community, one of the first faces in the Top Shot community. I'm sure many of you recognize her just by immediately looking at the color of her hair. She's Jennifer Sudo, and I'm very lucky to have her on the show today. So thank you for joining me, Jennifer. What's up, Tandy? Thank you so much for having me. And, and you really hyped me up there with that intro. So thank you for that. Great. Um, so I want to know a little bit about your backstory. Um, you know, you're so very much into the NF NFT and Top Shot space currently, but what was like, what was life like before that? How did you get to where you are now? What was, what was your life before the NFT space? Um, before the NFT space, before NBA Top Shot, um, I was a full-time TikToker. I was a content creator and I, I just kind of did that, you know, full-time. And then I ended up kind of, um, getting tired of doing that. And I, and then I started getting into NBA Top Shot and then I just went all in and got hired by Evaluate and, you know, the rest is history. Right. Um, and I guess we can just start, we can jump right into Top Shot. I'll go back to that other social media experience in a minute, but um, let's talk about Top Shot. I know that, first of all, I know that you took like a little break and came back. So, First of all, I'm curious, what, what made you take the break and what made you come back? Um, yeah, so, well, basically, you know, I've been making weekly update videos on YouTube since like February, like February 14th was like my first video ever. And, you know, every week I'm just making these videos and I would make other videos here and there. But, um, it, you know, it's obviously a lot of work. Like I, I, I try to make my videos really short, but I put, you know, hours and hours into them, obviously. And, um, I don't know. I was just kind of getting like, um, I guess I it was just, you know, becoming really uh, repetitive and I was, it was starting to feel kind of like a chore and I wasn't enjoying it as much. Um, and so, yeah, like a month ago, I just kind of um, stopped. I just decided I was going to take a little break uh, from making the weekly update videos um, just to give myself some time, you know, to rejuvenate and get back on the horse. But um, yeah, recently I went live and, and I, I kind of feel like, I'm, I'm open to kind of going live more because it's mm. nice to interact with people. And then um, I think I'm going to start up making the weekly update videos again uh, for S3. So I'm just going to mm. kind of do lives in the meantime. So you feel rejuvenated enough to get back on that editing, <laughs> three hours editing horse. <laughs> I, uh, so it, it used to literally take me a whole day just to make a five minute video, you know, from film recording. It's like, you know, uh, what's up, top shotters? Oh, what's up, top shotters? It's Jennifer. Oh wait, no, no. What's up, top shotters? It's Jennifer. It's like just saying the same clips, and then you know you get the right, you do the right one. Okay, now what's the next segment I have to say? And then it's like, of course, you have to go through and edit, and then uh, and then you know you have to find little clips to add into the to the image, and then it's just like 
you know, it's a whole day production. Yeah. And, um, but it ended up, you know, I ended up uh, getting kind of, you know, the more you do something, the easier it becomes. And so then it ended up just taking like, you know, five hours as opposed to like, you know, nine hours or something. (laughs) And so I just got like faster and better at it, but it still takes a long time. And, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. It still takes a long time. And I do all the editing and everything on my phone. On your phone? Is easier. Yeah, on my phone. Isn't that slower than using the computer? Uh, n- not for me, because I'm, that's how I, like, like I told you, I, I used to do TikTok. And so I'm, I used, oh. I'm used to like editing on my phone. So it's just kind of like easier for me. But yeah. But wow. live is so easy. You just press the button, you go live and, you know your life for an hour and it's like yeah that's an hour but it takes a lot longer to just put together a five minute video than to go live for an hour which is why i feel like so many people do lives and everything you know it's like it doesn't take as much time i know but you have you've already built that audience through putting out great content so you're like that's a like i don't know if you've seen my stuff but i also like was spending a lot of time putting a ton of stuff out and then once i had like a little bit of a following and now, now you have that, you have that like cushion, you can just go live and talk about just about anything and people are going to show up. So you put the work in and now you get to enjoy that things are a little easier in that sense. Um, That's true. Yeah. yeah. And I can give you some tips about how to make your editing easier, but I think if you're using a phone, I don't have much to add. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you too much. Oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you mentioned that you want to do it again in series three. So tell me, what yeah. are you looking forward to in series three? on top shot i feel like when they start series three we'll be out of beta personally i don't really know but i kind of feel like they'll be out of beta like i I don't know i just feel like big things are going to happen and i want to be around i want to be able to make weekly update videos for people to be able to kind of inform them on what's going on like i just like you know being able to kind of uh, document the journey of NBA Top Shot and kind of like what is happening on a week to week basis, you know, and, you know, even including, you know, floor prices of, of you know, S1 commons and S1 rares and S2 legendaries and all that, just like, you know, letting people kind of follow along with the progress. It's, it's, it's fun and um, people really enjoy it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Obviously I'm taking a break, but, um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, just kind of, documenting the journey and i do think a lot of things are going to happen in s3 i feel like um you know they've been kind of building for a while and you know i'm ready for them to start you know advertising and getting out of beta and just you know all these things hardcore coming out and all that you think you're gonna be on your phone all day like playing hardcore like the people (laughs) do it Uh, i don't know if i'm gonna play i'll probably play a little bit but i'm probably not gonna like spend a lot of time playing necessarily so you're you sort of have a general confidence you're not quite sure what's going to happen like i don't think many of us don't really know what's going to happen but you just have this general confidence and you kind of want to be there yeah for sure exactly all right it's fair i I think i feel similarly do you ever watch your videos from like middle to late february and just like crying to your cereal when you when you're talking about the floor prices um no i don't really watch back any of my videos um but yeah no i mean i mean i'm 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 not really much of a like oh my god the floor price is bad or whatever it's like i'm more of like you know i like to know i like to know the facts and i don't really get too emotional over you know floor prices it was like yeah i bought things you know 
even though I was early, you know, I joined in October 2020. It's like I also was buying, you know, some things, you know, during during the peak as well, you know, February, March. And it's like I obviously overpaid for a lot of stuff, too. But it's like I don't like to, like, look at that and like think about that. It's just I just, you know, move on. It, it may, it's not helpful to just dwell on, you know, things like that. So well, that's that's very emotionally. Uh, what's the word? It's like emotionally advanced. You're like a emotionally advanced. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I think the majority <laughs> of people very much dwell on it, and I think, and then also the majority of people are like very happy right now because things are doing better. Um, yeah, things are doing better. Yeah. But okay, and what do you? What did you think about the recent WNBA drop? I have been waiting for WNBA forever, and I'm so excited that they finally added uh, WNBA. Uh, to NBA Top Shot. And I know that they're going to be, you know, they have plans to move it over to its own platform. Eventually, they had said, Um, but I think it's nice that it's integrated um, for now. And yeah, I've already completed like, you know, the whole uh, WNBA Best of 2021 set. I mean, I know they're probably going to add more moments to it, but I just went ahead, bought all the moments, bought all the fandom moments. And um, I, I actually used to I know I said I don't watch basketball, but when I was a kid, uh, there was this I would read a lot. And there was this program at the library where um, if you read like so many books, you could get um, two tickets to either the WNBA and a WNBA game or um, a hockey game. And so I would be like, oh, let's go to a WNBA game. And so I'd go with my mom like when I was, I don't know, middle school. And um, I would watch Diana Tarazi play. I didn't even know that I was watching like one of the greatest players ever. And uh, I lived in Arizona, so I would go to Phoenix Mercury games. And um, yeah, so I'm just like, I'm just so excited, you know, to be able to stack Diana Tarazi moments and just, you know, all the WNBA moments. Like I, I just am super excited about that. Yeah. And now the, now they have much higher collector score too, because of a recent update. Yeah, yeah. It used to be two, and now they changed it to 20. That's Not nice. bad. It's a 10x. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what books did you read? <laughs> I don't know if you're going to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. So anyone can just read a book school. and get free tickets? That's amazing. Well, I mean, I kind of started, I, I kind of realized that they didn't even know if you read, so then I would just... <laughs> Oh, no. I'm like, yeah, I read my 20 books. And then they're like, okay, here's your tickets. And then I would just keep doing that. I would just like rig it basically. You oh, know? wow. See, that went against my initial thought. I thought she I really mean, read the book. No, I, I would read books, but I, you know, I, I mean, I couldn't read fast enough to get <laughs> tickets that's a, you know, that's, quickly. That's a good follow-up. In this NFT space, I haven't like watched a TV show in like months. Have you? Have you read a book in months? Have I read a book in months? Uh, what's the last book I read? Um, sometimes I read little pieces of uh, little, like uh, maybe just a couple paragraphs of a book. That's about you the know? best you can do right now. Yeah, I haven't really <laughs> read a full. The last full book I read was probably like um, maybe four months ago or something. Yeah. <laughs> like a long time ago. So, so again, it's, it's an effect of like this NFT kind of being plugged in constantly. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just always, I'm always online, you know, I'm always on just like always on my laptop, you know, OpenSea, Discord, Twitter, um, researching stuff, you know, doing podcasts, whatever, just, yeah, just, you know, doing all of it, but it's really fun. You know, it's really fun. And I'm, I'm definitely the type of person where I'm like, 
I'm kind of a little bit extreme in the sense that if I like something, I really like it. And I'm like, I go all in and I like get absorbed into it. And, and so right now I'm really absorbed into, you know, the NFT space. And it's like my job, you know, I, I work for Evaluate Market, an NFT uh, analyzer uh, company, and I do like social and marketing. And it's like all day, I'm just doing everything having to do with NFTs and social media. And it's just fun. I just, I really enjoy it right now. And, you know, maybe one day I won't and I'll pivot and I'll do something else. But until then, I really like this. And um, yeah, I just really enjoy being in the space and, you know, being involved and, you know, learning and everything moves so fast. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's fun. It's fun I, feel the, I feel the same way. It very much feels like we are at the cusp. We're like in the front. We're in like the front of the roller coaster right now. So we <laughs> yeah. get to just enjoy it. Um, so back to Top Shot for a second. You were one of the first faces of Top Shot. I think, so my question there was, I know you were using TikTok before, but how did you decide to all of a sudden start making videos about Top Shot? Like, why did you make that first video? Well, basically I like creating content, you know, naturally I just like creating content and I kind of always wanted a YouTube channel, but I didn't know what I wanted it to be about. And I just saw an opportunity. It's like, you know, I saw an opportunity. I, I was really getting into to, to top shop. Basically I, you know, I got in, in October and then, you know, I was buying a bunch of moments and then I had, I was moving and then, you know, I kind of, then it was like the holidays. So I kind of neglected top shop for a bit. And then I got an email from Katie, uh, you know, from Dapper labs. And she was like, check out this chart, you know, of the sales volume. And it was like, boom. And it was like this skyrocket roller coaster. And that was in January. And so in January I came back and I was just like, Whoa, like everything's going crazy. And, and, and so, um, I just became really passionate and I wanted to kind of share my passion, you know, with other people. And I, uh, I was looking up, you know, NBA top shot videos, you know, crypto ed was kind of the first, um, NBA top shot content creator in a way, but he never showed his face or anything. And, um, and I just couldn't really find videos of anyone that was like showing their face, you know? I mean, I think uh, guy Vegas uh, 77 or something, he would like some he would do videos with this face, but there weren't really many people actually creating videos about NBA Top Shot. And especially there weren't people like showing their face. There's like pretty much like nobody showing their face. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool little opportunity for me. You know, I'm comfortable in front of the camera. Like, why don't I start making videos and, you know, and, and, you know, okay, I don't know much about the players. So like, what could I make videos about? Well, maybe I'll just like tell everybody, you know, like what's happened in the week, kind of just like update people. And so um, that's how it started. And I just kind of started posting videos and uh, a couple of my friends, uh, Young Content and Booster Pack Reveal, who are also content creators, they were like, guys, like, like in the Discord, they're like, everybody like check out Jennifer. Like she's really, you know, making these videos and, and they're kind of helping me get my feet off the ground. And you now the next thing I know, I had a hundred subscribers. I was like, Oh my God, I have a hundred subscribers. And I didn't really expect anyone to watch the videos. I didn't mind if people watched it or not. I just kind of wanted to do it as a way to kind of document the journey of NBA top shot. And, and then, you know, people started watching and then some guy reached out to me, uh, sack daddy is his username. And he was like, Hey, like, can I donate a moment for you? to give away to help bring more traction to your YouTube channel. And so I was like, oh, 
yeah, sure. Why not? And so that kind of sparked me doing giveaways on every single weekly update video. I would have people be like, Hey, you know, I'll donate this, you know, moment for you to give away. And people started donating moments. Um, and you know, people just started, you know, subscribing to me and, and watching my videos and it was awesome. And, you know, I liked doing it. And then I made a Twitter account just to promote my YouTube. And then next thing you know, I started actually tweeting about stuff and then my Twitter started growing and, you know, all that. Uh, I think it was just because there was barely anybody, you know, in the space. So it was just like, it was just a good opportunity. You know, if you had the skill of creating content, you know, and you know, you're, you're kind of in the right place at the right time. I feel like I was in the right place at the right time. So. Yeah. And now that channel is pretty big. I think you have around 10,000 subscribers. I have um, like, fi- I think I have like 5,000 or oh, something. Oh, is it five? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, like you have uh, thousands have like- of subscribers. Um, yes. <laughs> what's it, what's it, ha- has the experience been positive? Has, have there been any like negative aspects of being the face? Um, not really. Mostly positive. Honestly, everyone's really, um, everyone's really nice and they're really appreciative of like, you know, me creating videos and, you know, I, I would get a lot of message messages of people saying they were inspired, you know, oh, I want to start making videos now because of you and, you know, things like that. So, um, not really much negative. I mean, yeah, of course there's always going to be some, you know, people saying, you know, negative things, of course it's bound to happen, but, um, I'm, I, I, I don't mind, you know, I just know that comes with the territory. So see emotionally it wasn't emotionally advanced emotionally mature you're an you're an emotionally mature person well yeah and and from being you know like i said when i was a tiktoker and um even before that i had a glitter company with my sister and we got virally hated at one point and it was just like i'm yeah and i've already experienced you know kind of um uh you know a lot of, I've already experienced that. So I, you know, little things don't phase me, you know, it's like, well, she doesn't even watch basketball. It's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, it just, it doesn't really actually matter, but you know, people always have stuff to say. Yeah. I mean, I want to talk about that in a second, but now I want to talk about being virally hated about glitter. (laughs) Well, we, uh, so our, this was like our first business and this was, I don't know, this was years ago. I don't, I forget how old I was, Mm. but um, my sister and I, we, we made a, a glitter company. And anyway, so we would basically, we solved the problem of, you know, when you go to a rave and you put glitter on and then, well, maybe you don't, but yeah, all the time. you put glitter on and it just falls off. By the end of the night, you look terrible. The glitter is all off your face. And so we basically developed a formula, um, a glitter gel formula where like you, you just easily swipe it on and it stays on all night and it, and it lasts and people loved it. Like ravers loved it. That was our demographic. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, we were doing that for, for like a year or something. I don't know how long. And then we decided to come out with kind of like a really high-end product, basically. And, um, it was just like a super luxury thing. It's like, you know, and anyway, so it was like, we charged a lot for it. Obviously it was like, it costs a lot to make all that. And it was like, we're bedazzling the jars, like everything. Right. And so basically some girl like was like bitter that we were charging so much. And she like went to Twitter about it and she just like bashed us basically. And then, you know, 
we didn't really, we weren't on Twitter. We didn't really know how Twitter worked and we didn't really know that you're not supposed to feed the flames. So we were just like, you know, if you can't afford it, don't buy it. Like, you know, which obviously was not the right thing to say. And everyone was like, they're calling people poor and blah, blah, blah. And then it was just like, all of a sudden, all these people just going at us like crazy. It was bad. And we would, you know, sometimes reply because we would be mad and it was like, and that did not help. And yeah. And then, oh man, it's hard to sleep at night when you just feel like everyone hates you. Um, and then, you know, some, we, w- we went to a rave and then, you know, a couple of people came up and they're like, I hate you. And it's like weird because they don't even know us, but they think they do because they've seen some things on the internet. Like, it's just, you know. So anyway, after that wow. experience, um, yeah, after that experience, you know, nothing really phases me. Yeah, that, that sounds a lot worse than someone being like, you don't know who the backup point guard is on the Celtics. <laughs> yeah. How dare no, you? No, they were, it was bad. Like someone was like, you're like dead grandma should, will be, should be ashamed of you. Like just like bad stuff. Like they were not nice. And ravers? it was just These like, ravers? I thought ravers yeah. were like a happy crowd. I know. Well, yeah, but you know, it was, I, it was the mob mentality. It was like, if anybody defended us, you know, then it was like people would just go and be like, why are you defending them? Like attack the defender. So you couldn't really defend. Like no one was really defending us because you would just get attacked. So it was just like everyone was just it was just popular to kind of attack us, you know, and then it's just like everyone's just attacking and jabbing. And yeah, so so, it was, so that was it was a, not a glitter, a glitter product. You guys then decided we are going to make it a more fancier brand. We're going to make it fancier. Charge well, more we money. Were, well, we were just going to come out with um, a high-end product. Like, so you, we were, were you still offering with, the cheap one? Yeah, we were still. Yeah, we were still offering the affordable options. It was just like we just had. Yeah, so it was just. It really didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It really didn't make any sense for us to get attacked. But you know, I think us kind of uh, going back in, like um, defending ourselves, um, didn't help. And so that's why it's like. You know, now if like someone kind of comments something bad, you just ignore it. Like you don't want to feed the fire because, you know, the, the best thing to do is just ignore it. Yeah, occasionally you can stand up for yourself, but, you know, it's better if you don't let yourself get all worked up over, you know, what somebody types, you know, words that people type over the Internet. So now when you go to your weekly way, uh, weekly raves, are you like, can you have fun? Are you <laughs> I don't kinda- rave anymore. I re- I'm a retired raver, uh, actually. but. Um, uh, no, I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure I'd still have fun if I go to rave. I don't think anyone would recognize me now, but you know, it's been like years, it's been years. Yeah. <laughs> Someone <laughs> will find me. <laughs> no, but we used to have a lot of uh, people that would come up and to us at the raves and they would, they would be like, Oh, Hey, it's the glitter twins. And they would like, it would be like a happy thing. Mm. So then it was like, when it, you know, when a couple of people came up and it was like a bad thing, it was like, oh, this isn't so fun. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like raving now. <laughs> and then did uh, you like immediately as you or not immediately, but very soon after that, you guys kind of ditched the product, even though it was doing so well? Um, well, we took kind of a break. We got really it was really an emotional um, <clears throat> kind of took an emotional toll. And yeah. we kind of just decided to kind of step back and take a break and that's when we started um, going to a bunch of entrepreneur events because we're like, well, let's learn how to be better, better, like, um, you know, uh, business people, basically. And, you know, so and then that kind of sparked the whole thing. And we ended up we ended up 
running the social media for this uh, this guy, this like multimillionaire that was throwing these entrepreneur events. Okay. We ended up just like doing this whole like US tour with him. And <laughs> it was this whole experience, actually. It was really fun. And we met a lot of people. We met Oprah's boyfriend. Like we met like, like just like it was amazing, actually. And um, we kind of had, you know, the glitter on the back burner. And then and then after that, the tour ended. And then we we decided, you know, to basically um, end the glitter company as well, um, because we decided we weren't really passionate about it anymore. And um, and then that's when we uh, started. I think we started like posting videos on TikTok. And then next thing you know, um, we just started like gaining a following. And and so then we were like, oh, I wonder if we could like, you know, make a living off of this. <laughs> and so um, I basically became my sister's like brand manager and like I would get her deals and I would get myself deals and I would just like reach out to um, I would make like funny beauty videos, basically. And I would reach out to like uh, beauty companies and I would I put together a whole media kit and everything. And I'd be like, hey, you know, um, I can, you know, make a video for you for this much and whatever. And here's what I have to offer. And um, and so I did that and we both did that uh, full time and it was really fun. And um, and I got sent a lot of <laughs> beauty products and I have so much stuff. Um, and yeah, and then we did that for a while and then we kind of got burnt out, I guess. And we were just like. Uh, you know, I don't really feel like doing this anymore. And, you know, I wasn't really that passionate about it. It wasn't really fulfilling, you know, it wasn't mm. really fulfilling. And, um, you know, uh, um, then, you know, I got into NBA Top Shot and then, then I started making YouTube videos and then Evaluate Market reached out to me and they were like, hey, you know, do you want to work for us? And I was like, oh, I actually, yeah, I would. <laughs> and, um, and then I've just been getting, you know, deep into the, the NFT space and, you know, I've been into crypto for a few years. And so I, it was kind of easier for me to buy um, NFT projects because I've already had ETH, you know. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. That was like a long no, that's story. Kind of, but <laughs> that's, a, that's awesome. That I mean, I didn't know about the, my Googling of you did not show any, um, <laughs> any of that project where you went across the country. That sounds really Oh yeah. And then we started speaking on stages and like, we were, we were on like so many podcasts and everyone was like, Oh my God, these, these girls went from being like having like a glitter company to, um, to doing these events. And I don't know, it was just like this whole thing actually. Wow. Anyway, it was fun. It was fun. It sounds like you guys just create something, have like a ton yeah. of success and then you're like, meh, I'm bored. <laughs> well, it's just kind of like realizing that you can do whatever you want. Like, yeah. this is your life. This mm. is your world. You can do whatever you want. And so, you know, for me, it's like, I'm, you know, I'll, like I said, I'm kind of extreme. I'll try to do things, you know, for as much as I can and kind of, you know, climb as high as I can, you know, do as much as I can and just to kind of experience it and feel what it's like. And then, you know, I kind of decide, you know, I'll do that for a while and then I'll decide for myself if I really want to continue doing this or not. You know, I, I do like building things, you know, from the ground up. It was like, you know, from for YouTube, I didn't tell everyone on TikTok, go follow my new YouTube channel. Like I was just like, I want to start fresh from zero. You know, I have no following. Same with Twitter, you know, start from zero and just kind of build it up. That's kind and of amazing what I can do. That's yeah. like I feel like you've 
that's a very rare experience. And you've had like the very good fortune also from your hard work. But like, I am shamelessly plugging my YouTube channel whenever I can on, on my Twitter. <laughs> like, look, you want this moment? You better go follow me on YouTube. Um, yeah. So that's amazing. And it's also amazing because your, your TikTok following was so big. It's, it's, it's a private account now, but you have like... Um, <laughs> Don't try to stalk me. <laughs> no stalking. <laughs> I think I grew to like 700,000. 700,000 followers. Yeah. So, so like you had the glitter company that was, that, that just kind of wore you out. I, I understand that one. It was like emotionally draining. You didn't want to be attached to it anymore. And oh. okay, well, yeah. I'm, I'm summarizing. I'm doing my summary. Yeah, okay, do your summary. It's, my, it's my show. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so then, so then um, you do your TikTok stuff. You get mm-hmm. a huge following. You have 700,000 teenage girls following you buying and women and older adult women and probably men too um, who, are, who are interested in all the beauty products you're, you're showing to them. And that becomes lucrative and you're making a full-time income off it. So wasn't there a part of you that's like, hmm, maybe I should just keep growing this because I have 700,000 followers and like millions of likes and this can kind of just keep on growing like Top Shot in February? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but the thing was, I just got to a point where I wasn't feeling excited. I didn't feel like making videos anymore. And, and you know, it, and, and I still pushed through for months after that. Like, you know, it's, it's not like as soon as you stop feeling it, you just stop. But it's like, you know, I kind of pushed through. I was like, okay, maybe I'll just, you know, push through. And then it was just like, I, I really just it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't fulfilling, you know? And, um, I just felt like I wasn't really providing much value to people. I don't know. I wanted to provide, be able to kind of, um, make a bigger difference in the world, you know? Okay. And I'm still working on that. Obviously, you know, it's like, there's so much that I want to do, but, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it was, it was, it was good until it wasn't. Mm, yeah. But well, was there a part of you when you started doing the t- um, Top Shot stuff that thought, I know how to grow an audience to 700K on TikTok. Why don't I make a Top Shot content on TikTok? No, I didn't really. Uh, I didn't really. Um, I guess I kind of moved around. So like for the glitter, it was like Instagram. And then tiktok it was like tiktok and then you know now i'm on twitter and youtube and i don't know i guess i was just moving around to different social medias i i didn't i was kind of tired of tiktok in general Mm. so it wasn't like it was just like i was i wanted to move on to something new like a new challenge like i already conquered it i guess so then it was like once you once you you know achieve your goals then you're just kind of like oh what now you know you you had enough giving your data to china you're like let me stop (laughs) let me do something else um yeah. yeah so what's your project going to be for linkedin <laughs> uh, oh my gosh i don't even know i don't like linkedin yeah, I, don't I, I don't understand linkedin it's too professional for me or pinterest pinterest or pinterest yeah pinterest. i bet the, gl- the glitter would probably work on pinterest but yeah. but that's interesting though um and and I guess like, what, what do you have other, you say you have all these ideas and big things you want to do. Is there anything else that you have in mind or is it better not to share, better to do it? It's better not to share. It's better to just do things. Um, that's what I found, but, but I'm really into, I'm really into this now. I'm really into the NFT space now. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how long I'll be into it for, but you know, um, 
I mean, I, I feel like at least for another year, I'll, I'll be really into it. So, yeah. but we'll see, you know, we'll see. I would agree. I think it's, I think it's growing and expanding at such an amazing rate that there's going to be something to cover and talk about for a very long time. And what's cool about it too, unlike your previous projects is like, they are giving you tons and tons of interesting source material all the time. It's not like makeup or like, here's a new lipstick, sell it for us. It's like, no, here's like this totally random thing. Like this thing that I just saw yesterday that I was talking about um, earlier, which is like this loot thing, which I don't even understand, oh, yeah, but, but it's like, you know, there's something new literally every day and that's NFTs. Yeah. And then that's not even talking about Top Shot where there's something new all the time as well. So I feel like that's kind of um, something that might keep you interested for quite a while. Um, yeah. And, and you know what, I just wanted to say really quick for um, anyone that's like, cause, cause you know, now that I'm on Twitter and I'm, you know, it's like, I could monetize my following, monetize my following. I could get paid by, you know, NFT companies. I could reach out. I could do all that, but you know, you do lose the trust of your audience a bit. You know, you kind of chip away at the trust of your audience when you um, do things, when you do things paid. So, I mean, I don't really plan on um, getting paid to promote stuff anymore. Like I'm kind of over that, but like, I know there's, I know that's going to be huge. That's going to be huge. And it's already, we're already starting to see a lot of people getting paid to promote things. And, you know, that's how you get the word out, obviously, you know, it's like, it's marketing, but, um, but you just have to be careful because you, you are kind of chipping away at the trust of your audience when you um, pay to get paid to promote stuff. I see. Is that, is that what kind of hurt your, your passion for TikTok? Like the, did money entering it kind of hurt your passion? Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Mm. It's possible. It's possible. Interesting. <laughs> I feel yeah. like we're making some breakthroughs here. Yeah. When um, something's a job, you know, it's sometimes it's like, you know, it's just not as exciting. Sure. Makes sense. So I guess along that same line of thought, this is a question I like to ask people who are in the NFT space, which is how are you doing like mental health wise? Are you sleeping? Are you getting outside? Are you eating, drinking water? Yes, I am. Um, uh, I read, well, I haven't read in a while, but I, I've, you know, read a lot of uh, like personal development books and everything. And I'm very conscious of that. And I'm, yes, I sleep, you know, eight hours a day. I go for walks every single day with my sister, like half hour walks outside in nature. Um, I'm vegan, you know, I, I eat healthy and everything. And I, you know, I drink water, stay hydrated. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very conscious of that. You know, your health is very important and, you know, yeah, you're going to burn out if you don't, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your health. Like, yeah, you can be online, you know, all the time, but make sure you're getting fresh air. You know, you're eating healthy. It's so important, you know, eat for your, eat for your brain and, um, and, you know, just, and, and exercise. And now starting to, I kind of lacked on going to the gym for a while, but now um, my sister, she just hired a personal trainer. And so now I'm like going to the gym too, like uh, every day and, um, you know, trying to be more conscious of, of, of that, of, of being healthy and everything. It's very important. That's awesome. And did you experience like burnout previously when you were like doing the TikTok stuff, for example? Well, you just kind of get like lazy. You just don't want to do it. Yeah. You know? You just yeah. don't want to do it <laughs> because I've, because I've, I've seen stuff about like content creators, like YouTubers that I follow who like have like breakdowns. Like I'm not, I'm not assuming you had anything like that, but that some, sometimes I think about that and I'm like, 
that's a real thing that people really struggle with where like they kind of lose they like lose themselves in like the content creating yeah. but and but it's, it's a lot of pressure too you know it's a lot of pressure you know you, when you when you really stop to realize that there's you know so many eyeballs watching you and they're watching what you do and it's like you know it's it can be a lot especially if you're not used to that especially if that's a new thing for you so yeah, yeah. but you've already been through the battles of of pricey <laughs> glitter that now you're like right. you have the scars you're fine <laughs> yeah yeah. All right. So let, let's talk about a little bit about NFTs in general. I know that there's a project that you're featured in. Um, tell me about that project and tell me why you're watching a clip of Kelly Olenek in it. <laughs> so this guy, uh, Maku Ranger, had reached out to me. I don't know. Was it a month ago? I, I can't think about the time. Maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. And um, he said he was starting this um, collection called the NFT. Uh, oh, sorry, the Collector Chronicles. And um, he really, you know, I get a lot of messages that, oh, can you promote my product or, oh, you know, I'm doing this product, but this really spoke to me and he wasn't saying, can you promote my product? He was saying, would you like to be my product, <laughs> my, 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 uh, NFT. And I was like intrigued by that first of all. Um, but you know, I thought it was really cool. The concept, he was basically, you know, kind of creating these spaces, where uh and featuring you know popular uh nft collectors and just kind of creating these cool like fantasy uh workspaces in a way and just kind of featuring you know someone known in the space and i thought it was really cool and you know he has music he has like a nice lo-fi vibe with it and he's kind of showcasing you know popular art popular nft art as well that's happening you know during the time period so i feel like it's also historical it's going to become kind of historical in that way um and so um he had done chapter one which he just featured an anonymous person meant to represent everyone and he asked me if i wanted to be uh featured in chapter two so you know be basically like the first featured person which i was first of all honored and um and, you know, he was a small artist. He didn't really have, you know, any much of a following or anything like that. But I really believed in, you know, him and uh, his concept. And I thought that, you know, the project would do really well. And he was kind of he didn't he kind of he said that I believed in him more than he believed in, in, in himself. And, you know, I'd be like, oh, you're going to sell out like you're going to do this. And he's like, really? I don't think so. And I'm like, no, trust me, like you will. You'll do good. And, um, and so he's always like really thankful to me for like my support. Um, but yeah, so he asked me, you know, what are a couple of things, you know, that you would like to see in it? You know, what are some NFTs you want displayed? And, and I was saying, oh, it'd be cool, you know, to show evaluate market and, and, and to show, uh, <laughs> Kelly Olenek and at me looking at an S1 finals rare moment, you know, analyzing that. And, uh, because I'm kind of, known for stacking s1 final rare kelly alinic moments i have 11 right now and uh like five of them are two digits that i paid a pretty penny for <gasps> just because i just i i don't know i just did it for fun i just thought you know why not you, and it's my favorite some, set you have something special for Ke kelly Olinic? no i don't even i i don't even like it Someone's like, are you attracted to him? I'm like, no, I'm not even like, I don't even find him attractive. I just decided to stack him because I kind of, you know, felt bad that he was like the cheapest uh, uh, floor scraper for that set. And so I kind of was like, you know what, let me start buying some of his moments. And so that's kind of how it started, you know. 
He's uh, <laughs> he had some that, good games. He had some good games as a Boston Celtic, and he's actually the um, bottleneck for the Boston Celtics. His run it back moment. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The run it back. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about like social. I guess you talked about this a little bit when you're talking about um, like the demographic of or why you were on TikTok and then you've been on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Where do you think like the future of the social audience is for NFTs? Do you think it's very much now on Twitter or am I being ignorant? Twitter. I think definitely right now it's Twitter and Discord. That Those are the social medias to be on for, for NFTs, 100%. And, but do you see anything like growing or do you predict anything growing? Um, I mean, it, it, well... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's something else that'll that'll come along and be, you know, kind of the the spot for the space, maybe. But I don't know. I I don't know. I don't really have a prediction for that. Like Instagram? Do you think Instagram? No, no, I don't think Instagram. I don't think Instagram. Hmm. Because Instagram is a little too superficial. Like Hmm. Instagram is too like, like, you know, Twitter, it's like everyone's like proud of being a degen and everything. And it's like. (laughs) People are more, I think people are more vulnerable, like on Twitter and such. And um, Instagram, like people kind of just want to show like their best self Mm. and stuff. So I I don't know about Instagram. I mean, I I can see YouTube being more, you know, video. And I think it's also, now that I think about it, it's also like the way you can segment out conversations and like follow and chat within threads. And you can't Mm. really do that as much in Instagram, actually. So I think Twitter definitely has like the mover's advantage. Um, but speaking of people and like the internet and all that, there's, there's something that I've been thinking a lot about lately, which is also related to NFTs and their roadmaps, which is the metaverse. And I'm very curious people's opinions on the metaverse. I'll give you mine in a second, but I want to know what your opinion is on the metaverse. Um, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know what to think about. The, yeah, it's like everyone has their own definition. You know, it's like pretty much the metaverse is, is you know, a virtual shared space, right? Like that's ultimately, you know, what it is and what it's going to be. But yeah, I don't know how things are going to evolve. And I'm curious to kind of see how things play out. And, you know, uh, yeah, the different metaverses that, you know, develop and, and what becomes like the most popular one? And I know Facebook is building out one and everyone's like, I don't want to be part of Facebook's metaverse. I don't either. I don't either. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, it is interesting. And I'm, I'm really curious how, how, how that's all going to be. You know, everyone kind of living in this world online. Um, what was that one movie? That like everyone's like, oh, you have to see it. It's like Ready Player One. Yeah, Ready Player One. Yeah, I just watched that the other day. Did you like it? Actually, yeah, it was good. It was good. But I, it was I like, started it on like an airplane, and I, I don't like movies that are super finish? CGI, and it, it oh, looked okay. so CGI so fast that I'm like, oh, I gotta try oh, yeah. it later. Oh, well, just that. I think that it's such in- so interesting, like the the concept and the idea of just like kind of you're you're you know you're still a human living in the human world and then you just kind of plug into this you know virtual world and that's where you live that's where you like living and that's very interesting um to me and i definitely think there'll be a lot of people going to the extreme with that where it's like they hate their 
real world life, but they are in love with their virtual life. And it's like, they are just like living as long as they, you know, just being in there as long as they possibly can. And, you know, I don't know how, how things are going to evolve with that, but that is really interesting. Isn't that kind of like bizarre? Like I can't, I can't get my head around it. And, and, and also like how much time in the day do people have? Like, I don't know about you, but I have so little free time. How am I now going to plug into the metaverse for like hours? Well, if you make it your job, I mean, you know, if you make it your job, if you make it, you know, what you, I mean, all you have to really do is eat and sleep, you know, in the real So you're just going to be plugged into the metaverse and take breaks to eat and sleep. Is that Not, what you're thinking? Well, I didn't say me, but I'm <laughs> saying other people will. Yeah, oh, other geez. people will for sure. I think we're in trouble as a society if everyone is putting like a big helmet on all day and just like <laughs> sitting in their living room. I think it's not good. I mean, people kind of already do that. You know, they're glued to their laptop. They're glued to their people watch TV. What is TV? They're watching other people live their life. Like they're not even living their own. They're just watching other people live their life. That's TV. You know, I do not watch TV for that reason. Really? But yeah, because it's it it it's. First of all, TV is addicting. It's addicting. It's really interesting. You know, there's so much going on. They create these fantasy, you know, scenarios and fantasy worlds. But it's like you can get absorbed in someone else's world that's not even real. And it's like you kind of forget about your own life, you know, and, you know, you have to be very conscious of that, of, of, you know, letting yourself get sucked into something that has nothing to do with you. You know, TV has nothing to do with you. So you've yeah, never been, a, you've never been like a binge watcher ever. You've never been like a series watcher. My mom is very uh, like health conscious and all of that. And she would, you know, be like, you know, TV is not good to watch. I mean, I, you know, sometimes we would watch TV when I was a kid, but, you know, I didn't really watch much. And, you know, when I moved out, I didn't get it. I didn't bring a TV with me or anything. So like, yeah, I don't have a TV or anything. I don't watch Netflix or anything like that. No, I was going to ask you if you ever just... heard of this popular app called Netflix. <laughs> I've heard of it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> From the internet. Okay. Yeah, you heard, you know what it is, but, but you don't watch yeah. it. No, I don't watch it. No, I don't watch it. Because wow. then I would just get sucked. I feel like I would get sucked in and I would, I would be like, oh, this is so interesting. And I would, you know, you know, just want to watch it all the time. Mm. So, wow. You know, I can't. I, I, so instead, I just don't watch it at all. <laughs> Wow. There's that emotional <laughs> yeah. maturity again. I feel like it's a theme of this interview. Um, so wh- the other, other couple of questions about NFTs I wanted to ask you were like, what, what's your general take on the NFT market? Are there things that you have felt would do really well that didn't? Are there things that you felt would do really poorly that did really well? And how do you use that? How are you approaching purchasing NFTs right now? Especially with gas. Yeah, especially with gas. I don't really mint much because I would, um, you know, now I'm at the point where I would rather, you know, spend more on established projects that I want to hold on to long term. You know, that's ultimately, I think, the best advice for both new people and, and you know, advice that I, you know, I've been using myself. It's like only really buying things that I want to hold on to long term. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, they're, they're going to cost more. Like when, well, when I, when I bought uh, a cool cat, I paid 0.69 ETH mm-hmm. and that was a lot. And I was like, oh my God, like 0.69 ETH, you know? And, and um, I thought that was a lot. Now the floor is like, I don't know, four ETH or something, but I ha- I bought it with the intention of holding on to a long term. Yeah. If it appreciated enough to where I felt like I should let this go, you know, I should take profits, then I will. 
But, and that's my same philosophy with, you know, NBA Top Shot moments. It's like buying S1. I pretty much only buy S1 and, you know, now WMEA moments because I want to hold on to them long-term. I believe in the long-term value of them. And, you know, if they happen to appreciate, then, you know, I'll flip. But I think that's the best way to go about the the space right now, especially with all these different projects popping up and, you know, people trying to win the mint lottery and, you know, and it's, it's very risky. It's very, very risky right now. Um, Especially if you don't have much money and you don't come from the crypto world. There's a lot of rich crypto people, you know, I'm not a rich crypto person, but I, I did get into crypto in, you know, 2017 so i you know i did buy in you know early i guess so mm-hmm. you know i am i am from the crypto space i think a lot of people are you know that have a lot of nfts they are from the crypto space but you know if you're not from the crypto space it's a lot of money if you don't have eth and you yeah. have to you know put cash in like that's a lot absolutely so. absolutely and i feel like the gas issue now is is affecting who can buy these Control. things too just like yeah it's like the whales, yeah. basically. The whales. That's why I'm also really bullish on Flow, you know, Flow blockchain. And, you know, NBA Top Shots built on Flow. Dapper Labs, their, their, their uh, mission is to, you know, introduce the blockchain to a billion people. And I truly believe they'll do that because, you know, you don't have to pay gas fees on Flow. You don't. And, and you know, it's like for Ethereum, you have to pay gas and all this. You have to have a MetaMask. And it's actually kind of a, a more of a barrier to entry than people kind of think. You know, I think we're just used to the space. But I think if anything, it's going to be things like NBA Top Shot that really pop off. And, you know, all, you know, the masses are into NBA Top Shot and, you know, just, just uh, and there are other products and, you know, things built on Flow flow blockchain that'll um kind of introduce people more into uh the world of nfts uh because it's just easier you can use your credit card you know totally agree and that's why like i think probably 90 percent of the people in the nft space who weren't buying crypto you know five years ago it's because of top shop um anyway let's pivot for a second let's talk about evaluate and let's talk about the podcast that you're on um so first of all i i enjoy the videos you made make on evaluate i actually purchased packs on eternal because of a video that you put on twitter so thanks for that um yeah you do a great job making those demo videos so tell me a little bit about about what you're doing for evaluate i know you're doing like the social media and the discord but maybe a better question actually is there something on Evaluate that most people don't appreciate or like an underappreciated feature of Evaluate or just something that you really enjoy about Evaluate that you want to share with the world? I really like using uh, Evaluate Market to, so I have a lot of moments. I have like, I don't know, almost 500 moments. So, you know, it's a lot to manage. And, you know, for me, if I'm like trying to, you know, free up some capital, because, you know, maybe I want to buy some other moments and I need to free up some capital. I don't like to sell for a loss. I like to sell for a profit. That's kind of my rule. I've never sold any NBA Top Shot moments for a loss. If I bought really high, I'm just going to continue to hold on until the price appreciates enough to where I can actually sell for a profit or I will gift it. That's kind of my philosophy. I find that it just works best for me like that. And I do that for NFTs as well. So I go on, you know, Evaluate Market and I go to my portfolio and I can scroll through all my moments and I can see Uh, I can easily see, you know, how much I bought a moment for and how much it's going for based on the lowest ask. And it'll show like in parentheses, either in green or red, you know, how much you're up or, you know, how much you're down. (laughs) 
And so I'll just go through and I'll see, you know, if I'm like two X on a moment, then I'll go in and I'll, you know, list it. And so I really like using it as like a way to kind of, um, figure out what I should sell. Um, you know, if I wanted to free up some capital, then that, that, that's what I like to use it for. I think that's kind of an, it's kind of underrated because otherwise you have to go in on it and be a top shot, click on every single moment, check the lowest ask. And it's like, it's a long, long process. Or you have to try to remember, you know, oh, what are the prices of this right now? Okay. Well, how much did I pay for it? And, you know, it's just kind of a process. So I really like that. It kind of value market makes it easy to figure that out. Yeah. I think that's a good use of value market. And, and tell me what your podcast NFT catcher um, NFT catcher. Yeah. With uh, Michael Keane and Jenny from the blockchain. That's me. Um, yeah. Michael Keane reached out to me, I don't know, a little over a month ago, I think. And he was like, Hey, you know, I'm wanting to start a podcast and we had followed each other, you know, we're mutuals and, but I have never really talked to him. And he's like, you know, I was wondering if you wanted to be my co-host. And so we met over zoom and, you know, we talked and we connected and, and, and I actually, he's a really awesome guy. He's very uh, smart and he, he makes big money moves. That's why I really like him. He makes big money moves. Like when we're talking on the podcast, he's always like, yeah, I bought this for two ETH. I flipped it for 15. And he's just like always making these big moves. And so it's really inspiring to me. And, um, and, you know, he's awesome. And yeah, I just have been enjoying, you know, making recording uh, podcast episodes every week with him. And we just like, both of us are, you know, we just kind of are so like knowledgeable about what's happening in the space that it's like, we always have stuff to just like talk about. So we just talk about so much for like an hour and then, and then, yeah, it's really fun. And soon we'll get guests on, but we're really just enjoying like, you know, kind of getting good at, you know, cause you have to kind of build up like a chemistry of kind of talking, you know, to each other. And so we're kind of um, working on building that and, and, you know, I've had people reach out saying, oh, I really like the podcast. And it's nice to see people starting to listen in and stuff. Um, I think we're like five episodes in now or something. So it's been fun. Yeah. It's strange sure. for you, though, because you, you've always enjoyed being in front of a camera. Yeah, well, he so we we record late at night because we're always so busy during the day that um, we usually record at like, you know, 10 p.m., 11 p.m., and so, you know, I mean, sometimes I, I've already, you know, I took off my makeup or whatever. And I'm just, you know, we, we have the camera on so we can see each other. But yeah, we haven't started doing video yet, but we do kind of want to do video. Um, I think it's fun. And we're both public people, so we'd be open to it. But for now, yeah, we just do audio, uh, which I kind of like because I don't know. It's, it's also interesting, too, because it's like, I don't know, you can kind of nobody sees you i guess and you're just talking yeah i don't know it's interesting too yeah something different it's a change of pace um all right well very good i uh so i think i feel like we we covered a really nice broad array of subjects i was i really enjoyed listening to your backstory i'm glad that you included it especially like the glitter story i never knew didn't know about it and that was interesting um but I think we're going to ask one community question, which is what is your favorite cereal? Cereal? Like, oh, cereal number or like cereal oh, no. like food? Well, you could do oh. both. It was, it, <laughs> what is your cereal. favorite cereal number? Uh, and what is your favorite <laughs> breakfast cereal? <laughs> oh, my favorite cereal number. Um, hmm. Oh, favorite cereal number. That's hard because 
I like a lot of different serial numbers. I like two digit or single digits are good too. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There's too many options. There's too many good serials. I mean, I would just say one. That's my favorite serial number. I don't know why (laughs) you're not choosing that. (laughs) Wait, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, number one. Well, I don't have anything number one. So I. Neither do I, but it can still be my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, Um, favorite. (laughs) How about your favorite breakfast cereal? I don't eat cereal. Cereal don't eat cereal <laughs> no what's your favorite breakfast food i have the same thing for breakfast every day um i have i like saute mushrooms spinach uh red onion tomato and uh tofu and then i'll have it with like some avocado and then i'll usually have like kombucha or green tea um and then sometimes like vegan bacon so. wow so you're very healthy you're not just like vegan you're like very healthy I mean, I try. I try. I'm not like very, I could be healthier, but you know, that sounds pretty healthy to me. Are you doing the kombucha every day? Um, not every day. Just when I have it, I get like a big thing of it, you know, and then I just like pour out like a cup. Yeah. I like the kombucha actually. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, all right. Well, I'll let you go, but is there anything else that you want to promote? Anything else coming up? I mean, I think people know where to find you, but you could yeah. tell us again. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Jennifer underscore pseudo, uh, YouTube, Jennifer Topshot, my podcast, NFT Catcher podcast. And that, that's pretty much it. That's and your LinkedIn it. is? <laughs> no, I don't have a LinkedIn. No plans for LinkedIn. Actually, uh, Christian from Evaluate made me get a LinkedIn just so he could put it under the company that I work for. But all it is is my picture and that's it. Nothing else. You should you should so. flex and put a picture of an NFT. That's what people oh, are doing yeah. on like on LinkedIn. Oh, that's true. That's true. I should do that. All right. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. I'll let you get back to your kombucha and tofu. <laughs> and it was really nice talking to you. And I look forward to doing it again soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me on.